here and welcome back to the Popcast Cafe podcast for episode 14. I am so excited because this week we are going to be talking about one of my or probably honestly my top new streaming service show of the year and I'm obviously so excited to share all my opinions and all my thoughts But before we get into that, obviously, I just want to let you all know that you guys should totally, um, you know, hit the follow button, um, turn on the notification bell so you guys can get updated every time I post, um, or notified every time I post. That would be amazing. Um, You guys should also go ahead and follow the same tag, Podcast Cafe, on Instagram, TikTok, um, the Instagram isn't fully active at this point. I do plan on activating that within the next couple of weeks. So if, you know, you're interested, you can still go ahead and follow it. Um, but I will definitely, um, kind of notify everyone when that's actually up so you guys can follow it then. As for the TikTok, there is actually some content up on there and I probably will be posting more regularly in the upcoming weeks, which is very exciting. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. And if you couldn't already tell by the title, we are going to be talking about the brand new HBO Max original series, The Sex Lives of College Girls. Oh gosh, I don't even know where to start. So this show has been very highly anticipated for me. Um, I've really, really, really been anticipating this um, as someone who has been looking for more shows about college and the college experience. Um, I am only a first-year college student, so it's not that I think I'm you know, fully equipped on everything there is to know about college. Um, I do, in general, usually prefer high school-centered shows and high school-centered movies because I feel like, in general, they hold a better setting for a lot of these um, quote-unquote teen drama-esque stories to take place. I guess a further explanation of that would be The high school setting allows a lot of things to take place, such as those tropes that we are so familiar with, um, you know, about jocks and cheerleaders and nerds and band kids. That can exist in college too, but I feel like high school is a very easy, you know, setting to do that in. Other things high school provide is a place where people come every single day, however, they still have a home life. And obviously they have that in college too, but, you know, when it's the high school setting, everybody kind of has a home in the area. So they can also introduce these family dynamics that can be a very central part of each episode because everyone goes home. They have, you know, parents, siblings, pets, whatever, you know, is going on. A lot of those other dynamics come into play, which can be used in various forms to form certain relationships um, that can allow more tropes to come in. One that comes straight to my head talking about, um, you know, these family dynamics is the girl next door type person, you know, like very much literally next door. That's a very popular trope. So I feel like high school in general allows, you know, some of these stories to formulate a lot better. However, college 
it just hasn't really been explored. The only show that comes to mind right away that was fully about college and is a teen drama is Greek, which, by the way, I think everyone should go watch Greek because it's incredibly underrated and it's really good. Um, it was an ABC Family show, so if you were a fan of other ABC Family shows, such as The Fosters, Switched Up Birth, um, then you should definitely give it a try because it is very good. Um, anyways, back to what I was saying. So I just think that um, there's very few shows on it, so... As soon as the show was announced, I was very excited for it. It was also announced that it was going to be a Mindy Kaling show, which also got me very excited because I pretty much love everything that she is involved with. Obviously, um, the most notable things that, that comes to mind is The Office, but obviously that's not, you know, her show, as in, like, she did not create that show, so I kind of think more The Mindy Project, Never Have I Ever sex lives with college girls so you know she tries her hand at a lot of things and I think she's very good at what she does obviously comedy is her strong suit so I was very very excited for this also heard it was going to be a dramedy for roommates I was I knew I was gonna love it so right off the bat I was so excited for this to come out when the trailer dropped I was 10 times more excited I was hyping it up on Twitter um just all around so excited for this new show uh, I think, you know, a couple components of the show that made it even more appealing to me was, number one, that it was set in the, um, you know, up New England area. And obviously, I think shows that are set there are just so nice because, I mean, this really is just a weather thing, but I feel like they can have more fun with the wardrobe. Like, I feel like the wardrobe is cuter. Um, Like, I love, like, when you can, like, tell it's slowly starting to get chilly out, and those are things that can't really ex be explored, you know, in other schools. So I just love, like, seeing, like, changes in wardrobe because, for me at least, um, it kind of helps me get a better sense of time, Um, and it helps me be able to visually see how much time has passed from, you know, uh, I guess episode to episode or not necessarily episode to episode but a couple episodes apart um and I think that that's a very unique feature and something I personally really appreciate so that was something I liked um all of these four girls are all very different which is also something um that I really liked so now that I've reached the point of the four girls I'm going to go ahead and discuss all four of them um, one by one, and then as I go through all of them, I'll be able to hit on their main plot points and characters and relationships, etc. that kind of have to do with them. So, to start us off, um, I'm going to be starting with Kimberly. I chose Kimberly to start with because... Um, at least for me, when I was watching the show, um, the impression I got was that Kimberly was the main character. I don't know if anybody can feel the same because, okay, let me rephrase. I guess there isn't supposed to be a main character. However, for whatever reason, I did at least get the feeling that Kimberly was supposed to be our main character. Yeah, I, I really don't know if that's just me, but I digress. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about Kimberly. So Kimberly is played by the lovely Pauline Chalamet. And if you know me, you know I'm a Timothy Chalamet enthusiast. Um, so when I found out that Pauline Chalamet was going to be in the show, I was automatically like, oh my gosh. And literally just looking from bits and pieces of 
the interviews that these girls did for these roles um, or for the show, I was like, this is literally like, this is Timothy's sister. They are very much related. It is very clear. And I think that that just makes it all the more exciting. Like, I loved it. Um, You can really tell they're very similar. And you can also tell that Pauline is very similar to her character of Kimberly. She's obviously not as awkward as Kimberly, but um, there's a lot of similarities. So I think Kimberly is ultimately supposed to be something, or I guess the character that we all at least somewhat relate to in terms of um, she represents a lot of those insecurities about coming to college when you feel like you are I guess different from the people around you in terms of how much you want to experiment with different things. Kimberly is very much the awkward girl. She comes to Essex, which, by the way, I only realized this when I was hanging out with my friend um, a couple weeks ago. They go to Essex College, and Essex has sex in it. I just thought that was funny. I don't know if they did that on purpose, but I think it's a very interesting twist. Anyways, back to Kimberly. Um, So she's very much the awkward girl, and we get to see her um, experience college, and I guess in a lot of ways, it feels like we get to watch her grow a lot as we slowly get to watch her get a little bit more comfortable as the episodes continue. Um, Personally, Kimberly was not my favorite at the beginning. However, she did grow on me tremendously as the episodes continued, especially because I think Kimberly has some of the best relationships with the other characters, especially with Leighton. So watching Kimberly and Leighton become so close was something that really helped me like Kimberly more. Um, you know, by the end, she still probably is my least favorite, but that's all very relative because the characters on the show are so incredible, and I love all four of those girls, like, you know, being last place, like, it's fine because all of them are just great characters. Um, but yeah, so I guess we get to follow a lot of things that a lot of people can relate to, which I think was one of the most interesting things that they did decide to pick up on. Um, something that really sticks out in my head is Kimberly's, um, money struggles you know, the fact that she's not able to, uh, I guess, afford everything there, uh, afford to be going to school there, everything with her scholarship. Um, It's all something that is very relatable for a lot of people. Um, So having a character like that is, I think, was great because a lot of people these days, you know, really struggle with certain aspects of college, such as money. So we get to obviously watch her get a job. Um, Something that really sticks out in my head was the fourth or fifth episode. I want to say the fourth, but it's the parents' day one um, when they go out to dinner and she's just a really expensive restaurant and she's obviously stressed out that, you know, her mom is not going to be able to cover for their meal. So I think that's a very common struggle that a lot of people deal with. So um, I think it could have been very relatable for a lot of people, especially because that isn't typically um, really talked about in these college shows. It's just, for the most part, glamorized. So I did really like that they showed a lot of the struggles. Through all of these girls, they showed a different struggle that people experience with their college experiences and um, how, I guess, those characters deal with them, which I thought was very interesting and something that I really appreciated about the show. So in relation to Kimberly, we saw a couple different things. So most notably, let's obviously talk about Nico. So Nico is a character that's also very heavily in relation with, um, like, I guess, related, literally related to Leighton. Um, so we're going to talk about him again a little bit later. Um, so yeah, Nico, Gavin Leatherwood, of course, iconic. Um, Nico is basically just 
a dumb frat boy, basically. I mean, a dumb frat boy, um, you know, he tutors Kimberly because Kimberly is struggling in French and they get to know each other really well and Kimberly obviously likes, you know, Nico. And then he ends up pulling a jerk move, <laughs> but um, I guess it ultimately is going to work out for them. So Nico, I think, ultimately is just stupid most of the time. Um, I think we ultimately are supposed to be rooting for him, though, so I am mildly rooting for them, I suppose. I mean, there's kind of a couple other ships on the show that more of my attention is being focused towards, um, but I'll talk about those as we get to them. Uh, I think, you know, their relationship is sweet, however, I think my main issue with it was that it happened so fast. Obviously, I've talked about this so many times at this point throughout my past episodes, but with these streaming service shows, um, relationships tend to happen very quickly and very fast, and I think that's quite unavoidable. Like, that's just the way it's going to be. That's just the way it's going to happen, and there's really no getting around it, Um, but I think something that I still want is just a little more of that angst and that tension before they get together, especially between characters like Nico and Kimberly who are supposed to be incredibly different they both have very different personalities and very different social circles very different everything you can possibly think of um so the build-up to them getting together I wanted it to be a little bit slower I wanted there to be a little bit of angst um especially because like I said they are so different so I need to be able to believe it like I it needs to be believable when they get together like okay I can kind of see him warming up to her getting to like her etc like you know I need to feel those kinds of things when in actuality when I'm watching some of these things and they move very fast all I can think is that's really just not the way it is because that wouldn't work for me if I was Kimberly you know what I mean um so I think that was probably my main issue with it however they are fine um the whole cheating situation with Kimberly and the tests and everything obviously Nico's dumb (laughs) um but this Also went back to that whole struggle that Kimberly was having with money um, and the scholarship and everything when that got revoked because she got caught cheating. Um, That was obviously an interesting plot line to see how she was going to deal with that. And then when she tried to get revenge on Nico, I loved that whole episode. Um, I loved all the different dynamics going on that episode as well. Um, So yeah, those were all things I did enjoy. So let's talk about... Nico's jerk move which is basically the fact that he had another girlfriend I think her name was Julia um if I remember but basically she was there the whole time and honestly I don't know how I feel about this because I really don't know where it came from which I guess is all part of the shock value I guess I wasn't supposed to know that that was going to happen but I was quite shocked I have to say when they introduced like a girlfriend I was like oh you've got to be kidding me However, something I did really appreciate was that Leighton reacted incredibly positively to Kimberly and Nico's relationship. She didn't seem to be, you know, because I think we've seen the whole, not even that they're best friends or anything, but friend's brother where it gets a little too dramatic. Um, But I loved just seeing her supporting her and then obviously sticking up for her and wanting the, you know, just having her best interest at heart, trying to get Nico to apologize. And yeah, So that's Nico and Kimberly. And then a couple other characters we had in relationship to Kimberly was um, Lila and Kanan, who are both the people she uh, worked with 
so they're both really cool. Um, so they both work at the coffee shop, I guess, right? Yes, the coffee shop. I was thinking for a second. I was like, what do they sell? They do sell coffee. Um, so Lila, I think, is hilarious. I think she's an icon. I think she's great. Um, loved her character. I thought uh, she was very funny. Um, I loved pretty much everything she said. Um, she was a great comic relief, although the show is a dramedy to begin with, but I loved her comic relief, I loved her relationship with Kimberly, and same with Kanan, um, I'm obviously going to talk about him when I get to Whitney more, um, so I'm going to kind of leave it off here, their dynamic was cute, was fun to watch, but I'm definitely going to talk about him a little bit more when I get to Whitney, because I feel like that, he's definitely more relevant in that department, so yeah. So I think that's all I have to say about Kimberly for now, so let's move on to Layton. So Layton was my personal favorite because ultimately that archetype, like that character type, as in just like um, popular girl, mean girl, whatever, is typically my favorite in most of the media I consume. Um, she is kind of my tied favorite. Like I have two favorites. I'll talk about who the second one is um, when I get to her. But Layton was one of my favorites. Absolutely loved her. Um, I think ultimately out of all the characters, she probably had my favorite individual relationships with all the other girls. I think watching Layton's growth was probably the most satisfying because we watched her, obviously we knew it was going to happen, but watching her, you know, walking in and just really not being a fan of any of these people, not even wanting to room with them, because once again, they represented this whole struggle of these relationships that you come into college with. Um, and I guess I didn't mention this with Kimberly, but with Kimberly, she came in with a boyfriend and that ultimately didn't work out. With Layton, she came in with these friends from high school that she was expecting to room with. And they basically ended up, I guess, stabbing her in the bag. Like they didn't want to room with her anymore. Um, so, you know, they represented that. So it was a bit of a struggle for her already. And she was forced to communicate with these new people that she wasn't necessarily wanting to communicate with she wanted to keep her old friends so ultimately she was kind of forced into the situation just a little bit however she warmed up to them quite fast watching her development um just with everything that happened with the women's center and everything and getting to meet those people um over there alicia specifically but just everybody there um and then obviously just the girls that were her roommates, we got to see her fully just evolve as a character and just become so loving and so caring as she helped Bella with her thing, Whitney with her thing, Kimberly with her thing, like it just, she was really there for everybody. So that's why I kind of mentioned with Kimberly, like Kimberly being there for the um, last, like their last scene together um, in the season one finale where Kimberly uh, comforted Layton and Layton came out to Kimberly like that was a very heartwarming moment heartwarming moment because it was very sweet to see Layton open up to someone um and for finally you know her to just get a chance to just talk to someone since she had consistently been there for everybody else all the episodes prior at least that's kind of the way that I interpreted it I loved seeing her relationship with everyone. I think my main issue was, and I think a lot of people felt this way as well, um, is kind of that they did condense her character a little bit, as we have seen so many times now, um, to kind of just, like, you know, um, like, her main storyline at this point is all just about being the closeted lesbian. And I think, ultimately, that is obviously something that is more common these days for shows to do and I think it's common but it's still new at the same time where a lot of people want to um I guess 
show that struggle as well, which is so valid. However, I would love to see Leighton just be able to kind of, I guess, be her own character aside from it as well. What I mean by that is that we see the other three girls all have their own passions. For example, Whitney loves soccer and then Bella has her like Catalan writing thing. And then we don't really know what Leighton likes to do. So that's kind of what I mean when I say her character was kind of condensed just to being the closeted lesbian, um, I think. And the other thing actually is that Leighton pretty much said that she didn't want to come out because she didn't want that to be her character's trait. She didn't want to just be de- like, you know, just be defined as that. And that's kind of at this point where her character is defined as because that's really the only thing she has going on. And I think that's a very important thing to discuss and to represent. However, I think that her character can still be more layered and she can be shown to just have just other interests and other, um, what am I going for? Um, just other interests, other talents, other whatever, you know, she can explore so many different avenues and we can see all these different aspects of her character. Um, so that's something I really do hope that we get to see in the future seasons, which I assume we will. Her and Alicia, I really liked them together. Um, I think the one thing that pissed me off about their relationship was, of course, so after they broke up, um, I understand, obviously, where they're both coming from. Leighton, you know, everyone should take their time. And on Alicia's side, you know, it it can be hard to be with someone who doesn't want to come out. Um, So, obviously, Alicia is valid to feel the way that she was feeling. Um, I guess the part that really did annoy me, and I was just like, oh, you're nasty for that, was when that dating app, um, when she put the no-closeted girls in the looking for section, I was like, oh my gosh, that's just, (sighs) and then Leighton saw it, and my heart broke, because I was like, my baby, my girl, (laughs) like, I love Leighton so much, you guys, like, (laughs) I just love her so much, I think she's, uh, she's just, in terms of just the the personality, I just, love it. She's, like I said, she's my favorite archetype. Um, I was just, I knew I was gonna like her immediately when she walked in, and she was like, who the fuck are any of you? Or, like, when they all hugged her, I was like, oh yeah, she's definitely one of my favorites. Like I said, my only thing with her is that I would love to see her be able to just kind of grow even, like, not grow even more as a character. I think she, like, grew very well throughout the season, and we got to see her just become more compassionate. I would just like to see her be more well-rounded as a character and be able to have all these other character traits and um, just kind of be able to see her explore her passions while also getting to see her just be herself, which would, you know, be amazing. So now let's move on to Bella. So Bella, um, I love Bella. I thought... Bella was such a great character, so she's my tie for first place with Leighton. Um, obviously, Indian characters, Indian American characters in these television shows or, or even movies is so rare. We like it's just incredibly underrepresented, um, and a lot of the times that you know they are incorporated, they're just heavily stereotyped. So getting a character like Bella or even Davy in Never Have I Ever, it's so refreshing just to see characters that are, you know, not just the stereotype. Now, obviously, Davy and Bella are just two very exaggerated characters, you know. I personally don't, 
you know, know a lot of people like them, but it's just so refreshing to just see these new takes on these characters. So I think Bella is basically the college version of Davy. If you guys have seen Never Have I Ever, I think that they are so similar, which obviously Mindy has this kind of pattern that, you know, everyone has pointed this out, that the Davy bella mindy pipeline from Never Have I Ever, sex, the Sex Lives of College Girls, and the Mindy Project, respectively. You know, everyone's talking about that pipeline, kind of how they all go together, how they're basically the same character at different stages in their life, which I think is so true, and I literally love it. Um, Bella, I just really loved because she, I guess her struggle that was more represented was just all about, um, kind of coming from a family where things are done a certain way and then getting to all of a sudden be free in college and get to experiment with different things. Obviously, Bella is very sex positive, so she's kind of the character that is the most outgoing she kind of pushes everybody else in the group to try new things, come out with her. Um, so I think in that way, it's really fun because she's a very uh, glue type character. And when I say a glue type character, um, I mean that she's kind of able to push a lot of the things to happen. A lot of the fun parties they went to um, over the course of the season or events or anything was all pushed by Bella. So she's very much will kind of get everyone to do things, spend time together. So I love her energy. She's the most bold. She's the most confident being like, okay, here's what we're going to do. This is when we're going to do it. And I aspire to be like that and take control like her. So I just appreciated all around the, all the aspects of her character. I thought she was a bit much at first. However, she like snapped my fingers. It was fully turned around and pretty much everything that came out of her mouth, I loved. And I just thought she was like the best person ever. And I just want to be her friend. Um, I also found her to be the most funny character, at least in my opinion. Um, like it's a dramedy and I kind of found her to be the comedy. Um, I mean, I guess that makes sense. She wants to be a comedy writer, but I found all her plot lines, um, not all her plot lines, whoa, <laughs> but I found several of her lines to be so funny, so hilarious. Um, I loved pretty much everything she did. I think her entire outlook on so many things was so comedic, like her parents' day like thing with everything and the professor and all that stuff, I loved. Um, I also loved that they have her exploring something that she's passionate about, especially because with a lot of, you know, these pressure-filled families, um, a lot of kids can feel pressured to go into certain career paths because that's what their parents want so her kind of breaking that mold and being like no this is what I want to do I want to be a comedy writer um I think is just so great and I'm so excited to see my girl um pursue what she wants to do and when she got into the cotillon and everything I was obviously like yes just to see however obviously that ended up turning sour real fast um which I'm about to talk about so aside from the funny side of Bella, um, she also had a very real and grounded side, and that was with everything that happened with Ryan and the, um, with the Catalan and Ryan. So I think that the fact that the storyline was told the way it was was something that was a little bit different. Um, usually, most of these harassment storylines, at least from what I've seen in different media, has usually um, been portrayed very differently. So I think it's starting with him just showing her the porn, for example. Um, typically, most harassment in TV shows are just portrayed so differently that this was kind of, they kind of really showed like that there's so many different forms of just being a freaking weirdo, uh, like the way Ryan was to her. And then when it escalated to, you know, him obviously putting himself on her, um, you know, she was able to 
ultimately do something about it. The way she explained to the girls um, in their dorm just the struggle she was having and why she didn't want to say anything about it was just so hurtful to hear her, I guess, talk that way. But it was like so many people do feel this way. So her ultimately building up the courage and Leighton taking her to the Women's Center so she could talk about it and do something about it was just so empowering. Um, And then obviously, I guess one of the other girls... um, on the paper telling her that she experienced the same thing was just by Ryan was just so crazy um so I think that this storyline was portrayed quite well and I think that that's something so not just in college but I think that that's something so common in the workplace um and so portraying it the way it was portrayed I think was you know very very important to be discussed um but yeah so that's pretty much my opinion with Bella. Um, Lastly, before I move on to the final character, um, I want to talk about Eric, who's obviously the other main editor person from the Catullan, and ultimately the person that I ship Bella with. I really didn't see it coming, actually, to be totally honest. I feel like several people did see it coming that they were going to pair these two together, Um, but I don't know how I didn't catch on. Usually I catch on to these things, but Now that the idea has been put out there, I am so beyond in awe and in favor of this. Like, I would love them together so much. I think that they would be very compatible. And obviously, with everything, you know, that one line when um, some of the characters are talking and Bella says that Eric just doesn't laugh and then she made him laugh like that is so cute you guys like I really hope that they develop this relationship well like I said when I was talking about Kimberly and Nico I prefer for the ships to be done slow like I not necessarily slowly like I do like a couple fast burns but I'm saying a little bit slower um in terms of just enough to build up at least a little bit of angst and a little bit of tension so I'm so excited to see these two build up more slow so ultimately I feel like they're the slow burn of the show compared to all the other ships we've seen so far so I'm so excited to see them get developed and explored a little bit more in season two it's one of the main things I'm looking forward to with the new season so finally we have Whitney Whitney um I absolutely loved so actually when I first started the show Whitney was kind of my favorite um and that was because I just thought Whitney was just the most chill like I was like she's just chill with everyone she's just great I still love Whitney though I think Whitney is such a great character um so her main storyline was obviously with Dalton coach Dalton the soccer coach um that she was I guess sleeping with um You know, I have to say that I also really appreciated the way that this storyline was handled. I think it being portrayed as something that was still very wrong was great because I think a lot of people automatically assume that when someone turns 18, they're an adult and they can, you know, just make their own decisions fully when in actuality, she was very much preyed upon by him and it is completely his fault and he's completely in the wrong and a weirdo and none of this was her fault at all she was young she was naive she was a student this was her coach um so I love that it was portrayed as such um 
I guess her entire arc with it was just heartbreaking to watch because I felt for her at pretty much every point. Um, the entire thing with her mom and her finding out and then her basically just saying, you know, it was my friend and everything then to ultimately telling her was just all done so well. And I think probably one of my favorite scenes of the entire show so far was the scene where Whitney basically tells her entire soccer team about it and they all ended up supporting her and saying that he was the weirdo and he was in the wrong and I think it's one of the most refreshing moments I've ever seen in TV because typically the situation gets flipped a lot in these kinds of scenarios on TV so watching these girls support her so fast no questions asked whatsoever was just so beautiful and just watching them all come together and just supporting her was so lovely and obviously Leighton supporting her as well was amazing um so I really really loved that and appreciated that um but yeah I think Whitney's such a great character I obviously hate coach Dalton I think he was ugly too I don't know why everybody was acting like he was so cute too maybe that was the joke I don't even know (laughs) but Whitney's another character where I really loved all of her relationships with the other characters I loved her friendship with Bella especially because I thought that they um matched each other very well considering that they are quite different Um, I think that they match each other very well the same way that Leighton and Kimberly match each other very well because they're so different. Um, So I think that those are probably like just two duos I really like. Obviously, I want to see more Leighton Bella because those are my two favorites, but I pretty much like all the duos on the show and I love that everybody kind of has individual scenes with everybody else. So we get to explore every possible combination of these duos. So now Whitney and Kanan. So Whitney and Kanan was very under-presented on the show, like, we saw very little of them, very similar to Eric and Bella, as Eric and Bella are very, very early stages of development. Whitney and Kanan have been established as in, okay, they like each other, they're obviously hooking up, they're talking, all that stuff has been established, however, they still get very little screen time. I think for the most part that happened because Kanan was a Number one, he was a little bit more of a minor character this season. Number two, uh, a lot of Whitney's storyline with Dalton was still being wrapped up, so that took up a lot of time. But now that that is kind of out of the picture now, I would love to see their relationship get developed more in season two because I did really enjoy the little bit we did see. Um, And so I would like to see where that goes from here. I honestly don't have too, too many strong opinions on them, at least not yet. Um, So I guess we'll kind of see where it goes. Um, But yeah, that's kind of my thing with them. So to wrap it up, I'm just going to kind of give my final first season thoughts and my expectations for season two and the overall impact. So I'm going to do all that before I wrap it up completely. So overall thoughts, um, like I said at the very, very beginning of the episode, this is one of my top picks of 2021. Like this is one of my favorite things that was a new air, a new show. Um, You know, obviously my brain is kind of drawing a blank right now, but I think this ultimately might be one of my favorite shows from the entire year, if not my favorite. I absolutely loved every moment of it. I think HBO Max is absolutely killing it right now with their shows and the things that they have lined up. So I'm very excited for everything they're doing. Um, I'm so happy that this show got popular. I mean, I knew it would. There was really no doubt in my mind, but I'm so happy it got popular because I would love to just see more college shows happen because there's so many fun storylines and dynamics that can be explored with the college setting. So I would love to see more of those. I would love to see other networks 
um, and other streaming services make college shows, um, it would just be awesome. I think it's a great setting. So I hope this starts the popularity of those as I did see a lot of positive reception towards the show. Um, but yeah, I, I loved pretty much most aspects of the show. Um, I had very, very, very minor little things here and there where I was like, oh, this could have been, you know, etc. But for the most part, I thoroughly enjoyed every single moment of it. I'm so excited for season two. I thought it was so, so, so good. My expectations of season two, really, I kind of already said all of this, um, but I would love to see more of all of these girls just being able to all be a little bit more, um, well, like I said, I would love to see Leighton be able to explore different things, as in, like, I would love to see her, you know, find passions, and we get to see some of the other things she likes and um, other things she's good at. I would love to see some of these girls, you know, kind of just have these other friendships. I would love to see those bonds explored more. Like, like I said, like, Leighton coming out to Kimberly was one of my favorite seasons of the whole show, so I would love to see their friendship explored more. Um, Whitney, Bella, I love that. I would love to see more Leighton and Bella because they're my two favorites. I would love to see all these combinations just interact more, form more of those personal relationships. I want to see Eric and Bella be developed. Um, and yeah, those are kind of just the main things. I think that this show is on a really good track at the moment. I can see it just continuing to get more and more popular, especially considering how fast it was renewed for a season two. Um, but, you know, kind of wrapping it up now, that's pretty much all I have to say about season one of The Sex Lives of College Girls. Um, I really enjoyed it. I'm really looking forward to season two, and I hope everybody else enjoyed it so we can just keep getting more seasons because, wow, this was good. And I'm going to continue recommending this to literally everyone. Please make more college shows. Like, this was just so good, and just all the characters were so lovable. Well, I guess that brings us to the end now. Um, I hope you all enjoyed hearing my opinions on the show. And I hope everyone has a great rest of their day or night, whatever time you are listening to this. And yeah, I will see you all next time. Bye! Mm-hmm.